It's another edition of Behind the Visual with Mark Hansen, the podcast where I interview all those people responsible for creating the images and videos you see out in your world every single day. And as always, I am Mark Hansen, lifestyle and advertising photographer and your host for this podcast. So today, guys, we have male model, supermodel, dude who's been doing it a long time, working all the time, Tim Ryan on the show. And Tim has a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, we talk about how he started off going to college to be a lawyer and even White House uh, was an intern at the White House for Bill Clinton and then ended up turning into a model. So left the whole lawyer thing, law thing behind to um, be a model full time and hasn't looked back since. Um, didn't even have a book when he started modeling. He had like four pictures, he said. So, and started immediately with Abercrombie, shooting for Bruce Weber. So lots of cool stories from him. And he, we talk about what it takes to be uh, a good model and keep getting booked again and returning uh, to clients so you have a steady base of people to shoot for. Um, we talk about what it's like shooting with kids. We both have a, little stories about that. Um, we talk about shooting in Paris and a photographer over there was shooting everything on eight by 10 Polaroids basically. And that was an interesting shoot. It sounded like, so check all that out and check out how he jumped, um, from a second story balcony for a shoot one time and missed the mattress he was supposed to land on. So we'll hear about that story as well. So get ready for a good one guys and, uh, hope you enjoy it. Dude, thanks for doing this. I'm, I'm happy um, that you agreed to do it and had time to do it. That's oh, cool. yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, of course, you know, like straight from the get-go. And then I saw that you uh, interviewed Greg a couple times, too, and he's a good friend of mine and, you know, a bunch of other people that I've worked with. So, How long you worked with Greg? Years. Yeah. Years. Done. Yeah, we've done some really great trips together. Um, he seems like a really cool guy. He's so nice, so good, and just like so, you know, just easy. You know, and but at the same time, like he's at the top of his game, kind of, you know, like that, you know, it's just it's interesting to work with people who are so grounded and so know that they're good at what they do, that they don't have to put on, you know, a lot of airs. A lot of time. have you dealt with that with the whole, oh, I'm wonderful kind of stuff? Much? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, give me your best one. <laughs> Wait, are we recording? We're recording. <laughs> You don't, have to, don't, you, have to, you don't have to mention names, but give me the best, like, okay, I'll tell you mine. I haven't had a lot, <clears throat> but yeah. I mean, the one that really sticks out in my head was there was a model in South Beach when I okay. first started shooting. And we went down there, and I was down there with Heather Hawkins doing hair and makeup. So we're both yeah. from Charlotte. This chick is told she has to go shoot with us by her agency, I guess, and she <laughs> shows up to shoot. And she goes, well, where are you guys from? And we go, oh, we're from Charlotte. We're from North Carolina. She goes, oh, well, I hope you get something for your books out of this. I'm oh. sure. <laughs> so we shoot this girl. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, let's, we'll, let's see what we get for our books out of it. So we went yeah. and shot her. The agency was very happy with everything. Ran into her on the street about a week and a half, two weeks later. She yeah. stopped me and told me how wonderful the pictures were, how great they were. If I wanted to shoot anytime, she'd be willing to shoot. Let me know. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Same thing happened in New York. I guess I walked in looking like I was from North Carolina. <laughs> and the, uh, the stylist yeah. I ended up working with there, he was like, man, when you first walked in and told us where you were from North Carolina, everybody named you. She's like, all right, just give them somebody. Hopefully. We'll get them. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? Get the bottom yeah, of the bed. Yeah, just give them whatever. And then yeah. um, he was like, you ended up being really good. Everybody was really happy and surprised. I was like, well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, think, I think the one thing, and especially on the model side too, is like you, you find like a lot of – a lot of models, like, they try and put on something that maybe they're not or they're uncomfortable or they're nervous, so they do that. You know, they have to throw yeah. that there to kind of, like, push off, like, that nervousness. Um, but if you're comfortable and you know what you're doing as a photographer, as a stylist, as a, you know, you see it in every everything. It's just personalities that, like, if they're uncomfortable, they feel like they have to put something up, right? They have to 
boy, you know, boist about something. It's like, we're all doing the same job. We're all here doing it. So, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a lot, luckily. I mean, and yeah, I've even, I mean, I've, I've, I've had like, it before where they told me you know, top people, you know, the top photographer kind of guy, kind of guys. And it's like, you're always pleasantly surprised as to how warm and inviting and, and kind they are to you because they want the best out of you. Yeah. You know, they know that they're really good at what they do. So they don't have to. I know you, you shot with Bruce Weber, right? I have. Have you shot with, how was he, first of all? How was that? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he basically started my career. So, you know, going back to the beginning, that was, you know, kind of my, my learning ground, you know, like how I. What was learned. that for? Romeo Fitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my first jobs did ever. Did you get to wear your clothes? I did. <laughs> I just remember those campaigns or no by how many clothes. <laughs> uh, I was before that period. Okay. Um, yeah, they were actually selling clothes. It was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've always thought that was an amazing ad campaign that you, it's, it's for a clothing company, but nobody's wearing clothes, but it worked. <laughs> Somehow it worked. Yeah. yeah you're selling, uh, you know, a lifestyle, I guess, you know, you're yeah. selling that image, but um, yeah, that was before that. And I didn't even know what Abercrombie was when I did it. Really? Yeah, it wasn't even like really a thing. Um, so when I was went to go do the job, I had no idea what I was getting into at all. So it was a, definitely a learning, you know, curve there. Oh, sorry. I was starting yeah. off with Bruce Weber. <laughs> I mean, one of the top dudes in the, in, in the country. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, back then it was like, it was like, you just go and you're booked for, you know, four days or whatever. And you just go and you hang out, you know, you just, you kind of like just make the moments happen. Um, you know, if they have, you know, like 10 models and we're all just there and we're like riding bikes or we're jumping over here, or we're doing this, we're down at the lake, we're here. And it's just finding the moments as opposed to like, so many times now it's like this shot is here and this shot yeah, is, yeah. Here. This is how we do it it was more just you're here you know basically on a camping retreat and let's see what happens so yeah yeah that's nice when you get those yeah yeah and it just made for you know beautiful images really oh yeah yeah because you ever worked for steven mizell i have not no yeah I just heard stories about that dude. So I was hoping you really were, yes. Yeah. So is he really like, I've heard he's like in a tent basically shooting and you don't really see him and he pops out and, you know, he, yeah, just instead of I, I haven't, but I, you know, I worked with um, a photographer called Michel Comte who is in, uh, in Paris and it was like this, uh, this underwear campaign and there was, you know, four models and, and it was this huge studio in Paris and he shot with, basically a Polaroid, like a huge Polaroid. So when it would process, it would be like an eight by 10. Oh, yeah. So by the end of the day, there was like a table full of like eight by tens. Wow. And that was the campaign. That's how we shot it. It was just like, hold it. That was it. Like, it was like, you know, back in the, I don't know, the twenties or something, yeah. you know, like, oh my God. It was amazing though, because he was that good, you know? Is that one where he put you, cause I've heard of guys doing this where they just put you in the exact position pose they want you in. You hold it, they shoot it. There's no like pop, shoot another one, shoot another one. It's oh, no, no. It was, boom, that was it. Yeah. And so just having that, uh, you know, precise moment, you know, what he just was like, that was it. And That's so the cops were there and they had to choose from, you know, a table full of Polaroids. And that was, that was the campaign. That was That's pretty of, impressive, though, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different way, you know, a different, different time, I guess, too. I don't think you yeah. could possibly that now yeah no. i can't see too many art directors going oh one big polaroid yeah, that's sure Good. that'll work <laughs> <You're much laughs> too it was everywhere you know i mean it was it was awesome black and white it was cool yeah, yeah. hell the yeah. dude probably got paid god knows how much a ridiculous amount of money to for it just because he shot eight by ten polaroids <laughs> or the equivalent you do something interesting right like make it you know make yourself you know, your little niche thing that you do. And maybe I'll uh, make mine where I shoot everything with my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's shot portrait mode on my iPhone. Hey, it's not bad. You never know, man. With the, yeah. what was it? The I, the new one, the 12, supposedly, it's got some kind of, I don't even know what's on it. 
some kind of Dolby something lens or something. I don't know. It's amazing. I mean, I don't know how they can make it better. You know, it's like every time it comes out, it's like that's why people buy phones now. You know, it's because yeah. the camera. So although I have yeah. an art director friend or um, producer, she keeps telling me that her what's the other? It's not the iPhones. The <clears throat> other operating system. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so say she got like a Sony or a Samsung or whatever. She said that camera was better yeah. than the one on her iPhone. Yeah. But then the iPhone is supposed to be getting better each time. So yeah. who knows? iPhone is caught up. But yeah, for a while, I, I would, I've done that before where I'm like standing next to somebody with a Samsung or something and like take the same pictures at sunset or something. And then, you know, you look at theirs, you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Yeah. Nice. I don't know where you. Yeah, they so. just keep getting better, man. So eventually, who knows? Yeah. I know people are shooting stuff on their iPhones, like videos. Oh they yeah. Shoot, pull on videos all the time. Sure. I mean, you know, you have a gimbal, or you know, you you know, now with drones and stuff too, it's like amazing what you could do. Oh yeah. You know. I was at a shoot the other day, and I was just shooting behind the scenes, and there was they had like. <clears throat> two other people and they both had iPhones on gimbals and they were just kind of walking around shooting everything with it on the gimbal. Yeah. I guess yeah. it worked. It was, I mean, it's good, you know, like the amount of resolution on it, it's not bad. Oh, yeah. You know, my son's uh, super into droning and stuff too, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's that dinging that keeps popping loud as hell? Uh, it's a ding. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Dinger? I don't how do we how do we stop that from dinging? All right. There, right there. That was it. You hear it? Uh no, I don't. There it is. There I heard it. <laughs> you know how to stop the ding? Yeah. Text messages. Sorry. It's all right. We pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what time? I'm gonna straighten this down and see what time it is. So tell myself about ten. 10 to 11 minutes into it. Yeah, I'll pause all the time. Can you disconnect your phone on there? It's no. Huh? Mm -mm. Hmm. I don't know. Like, if I have your. Just disconnect the user. I don't know if it'll, do it'll take you away. You can't do that. Yeah, it'll be all right. <clears throat> because the volume's up because of you, but it's connecting to here. Right. Do you disconnect your phone from your... I'm shooting on my desktop, so my phone doesn't go through my laptop. I mean, it doesn't go through my desktop. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how to make that stop because... I'm on set. My digital tech will be using my laptop. Yeah. And like, I'll start getting texts. And there was one time it was like, so who's this Robert guy? Are you guys gay or what? Because <laughs> <laughs> he keeps texting you. Yeah. It was my assistant and he's a friend, a good friend of mine now. He lives in New York and he's constantly just giving me a hard time about stuff. Yeah. And I had texted him something earlier and then he just wrote back some kind of nasty something and to my digital text, just reading everything that pops up on the screen. And I, I don't know how to make it stop. Yeah. Let me see um, like ringtones or something. I'm sorry. I should have done this before. It's all right, man. I mean, this, that's the kind of stuff you don't even think about until it starts happening. Yeah. And it's no big deal. All right, allow notifications off. So maybe that'll help it. Let's do that. Let's see if that worked. All right, cool. Is that your yeah. son? Yeah. And your digital tech? My tech. <laughs> it's your tech, yeah. <laughs> How does your family feel about you modeling? Since I guess you've been doing it their whole lives. Though, so yeah. They don't know any difference. <laughs> Um, how do they, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been modeling for, you know, since before they were born. So as far as my kids are concerned, they, you know, this has always been my job. Um, my wife, we went to college together. So we've kind of, you know, lived through like 
three different lives together, you know, like just going through college and then we moved to California for a little while and then moving back and have a family and getting married and, you know, that, that whole thing. So it's a whole nother, you know, part of, part of life. So um, it's definitely, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily the easiest thing because I'm not nine to five. I'm not, you know, going to the same place every day. Um, but it's, you know, it's always what I've done. I mean, I, I always kind of equated to like, if I was a salesman and I had to go to Memphis and then to Charlotte and then to Miami or whatever, and I was selling, you know, pencils or whatever, it's the same, same kind of thing. I mean, that's what I do. So are you living in New York? Uh, Jersey. Yeah. So we live like 45 minutes an hour outside, um, Lake town. Yeah. It's nice. So you can have a nice balance, you know, both, you know, the city and, and have it there because, you know, I need, need it to be there, yeah. but you know, being able to be out here and there's like rolling hills and lakes and boats and, you know, that, that all kind of thing. Much better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and especially during COVID and all this, it's like, Oh, thank God. You know, I feel so bad for, you know, people being in Manhattan and having to deal with, you know, all that. It was really oh, yeah. bad. That's yeah. what I was there just talking about how terrible it was. Yeah. Being in the city. Yeah. Did you have a lot of time off during this COVID thing or did it not affect you very much? Um, I mean, in the beginning, it was like, you know, a scramble. I felt like agencies were really trying to figure it out and how to move forward and how clients would want to try and shoot. Um, you know, I, I had clients who reached out to like actually have me shoot the stuff, like have, have, you know, me wear it, but also right. have, you know, some, you know, like it's just kind of make it work here. Um, so that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to like finagle through that. Um, and just like casting and stuff is, is changed, you know, immensely and how all of that is at home now too. So, you know, just having lighting and, you know, the equipment and, and doing all that is, is a whole nother thing too. So everything is kind of taken on a new, uh, form. I don't know if it'll stay that way, but, um, you know, so like maybe March, April, May in there. Yeah. And then slowly, you know, I was like traveling and driving a lot, um, just to like get to where I had to go. Um, yeah. a lot of clients, even like, like Belk down in North Carolina, or Wrangler or any of them, they were saying that they couldn't, it's a policy that they couldn't hire anybody from the tri-state area. So I was kind of out of that, you know, right. I was out of the market that wasn't going to happen. So I had to, you know, kind of finagle what I could do. Well, that's what I Greg think. was telling me with when L.L. Bean did their shoot that they only had like five states they could choose models from. Luckily, one of them at the time was New York because it was when New York had gotten like they were the best in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's funny how it's kind of flip-flop now you know it's it's just it's up it's down it's here it's there and unfortunately now it seems like everywhere is kind of kind of up but um you know it's it's uh it was interesting to see like how people were just trying to figure it out and if they could figure it out and how to make it work i mean i was like sending like a lot of stuff they were doing was you know we want to hire like a whole family that's actually together or right. a couple or whatever so and my kids, you know, and my wife, we've done jobs together since they were three months old. I mean, I did like, you know, a baby magazine thing with my son and he was like, you know, like this big, it was, <laughs> it was crazy, you know, but you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff was kind of actually great because it was so, you know, it's like built in, it's here we're oh, yeah. together and we can make it work. So yeah, that uh, so cool. we, did like a, we did a job for a boat company and, uh, it was, you know, the best way to quarantine too is like selling boats, right? So we were, you know, on boats and jet skis and, you know, it was like a week down in, um, in Tennessee. So it was great, you know. Sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting paid for it with your family. Exactly. But you know what's crazy is they were saying how they're sold out of boats. Like they can't keep up with the demand for that summer. For last summer, it was like probably around May when we shot it. Yeah. And um, they were saying they couldn't keep up with with the demand for boats because so many people weren't traveling anymore. They were trying to figure out what they were going to do for the summer. So they were buying these boats, you know, so it was. Hey, I, I get it. I mean, there's I'm, there are multiple people putting in pools around here and I have a friend yeah. who 
owns a plastic injection molding company. And so, you know, those big plastic picnic tables or whatever that you buy or those folding tables you get. And he makes those kind of, that kind of stuff. He made like all the company he worked for before made all the seats that are in the Tennessee Titans stadium. So, but it's, so it's just a big thing of wax that comes down or plastic. Yeah. And it's molds it or whatever. He said, since this whole thing started, they've been pumping out like pool supplies, you know, whatever that they need to make, they need for making pools because everybody's putting a pool in their backyard. So he said, normally it, it drops down, you know, say August or whatever. And yeah. he said, it never stopped. He said, it just kept going. He's having one of the best years he ever, he's ever had. And he said, those big plastic signs that sit out in front of um, restaurants that, you know, the, look like little triangles. Yep. He said he's been, he made, started making those. He's gotten to a point where he's had, to, uh, he had another warehouse where there was nothing in it. He just basically kept his cars. He likes to collect cars. And he said he's had to move his cars off into another section because he's having to buy more machines and put them into this place. So, I mean, this thing's been good for some people. I know, it's true. It is interesting how it, it's affected certain businesses in a positive way, you know, as opposed to like shutting so many down like restaurants and theaters. Yeah, and stuff like that. yeah it's been crazy. All right. Yeah. So where'd you grow up? New Jersey. So you, all right. So you just live in the same state you grew up. How far away are you from home from where you grew up right now? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's funny, you know, like I, from moving away and then coming back, I kind of just put like a circle around New York and, you know, how to make it work. And my wife's from New Jersey too. So, um, you know, it made sense. Where'd you guys meet? In college, University of Delaware. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're from New Jersey. Did you move yeah. when you said you moved out to California? You moved to LA. Yeah, yeah. How long did you stay there? Uh, about three years. Yeah, that's a different yeah. world, man. It is. I mean, I you know, looking back on it, I I was so excited to go. I was so excited to be there. Um, and it was like a dream, really. Like looking back on it, it was like how awesome, like to live in like the Hollywood Hills. I had like a little house. I had, you know, it was like it was so cool. And then we lived out in uh, Pasadena as well. Oh damn! Like had these orange trees. It was like, you know, it's it's just a different world for sure. Um, yeah. But you know, when your roots are all here, it's you know you feel like you're you know really out there. Yeah, it would be hard to live other side of the country. I think when everybody, your whole family's. And you grew up yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah, everybody's East Coast. So, yeah, it was, it was great. And I love going back. I mean, because, you know, you just kind of get nostalgic about, you know, like this restaurant they used to go to all the time. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Well, did yeah. you, what did you guys, what did you major in in college? Uh, political science, pre-law. I was going to law school. Okay, were you going to be a lawyer? I was, well, here's the deal. So... <laughs> Um, I, I interned in Washington, um, during my junior year, um, at the White House. Really? And I had a whole plan to like go to law school and go back to Washington and be in Washington. And, you know, I was gonna be in Washington. Yeah. Um, well, that all changed, but <laughs> I was scouted by a scout to, you know, come to New York and, and that was that summer. And I just, you know, one thing led to another and it just kind of, everything changed, you know. And What so, agency was that with? Uh, when I started out, it was with Click. Okay, was, yeah. Yeah. And so they introduced me to Bruce and then from there, Abercrombie. And then from Abercrombie, he introduced me to uh, Ralph Lauren. So, and that was just a whole other, you know, world from there. So, yeah. So just the, just the small companies you shoot for, the ones nobody's heard of. <laughs> well, I mean, those, I, that, that's how it kind of the trajectory went. So I when I was, like, I was like, wait a minute, I was, I was going to law school. I had a whole nother plan, you know, but then I was like, I could get paid to do this and maybe make money for law school. Like I had all these ideas of yeah. what I was going to eventually do. But, you know, once you get that snowball going, I was like, well, wait a minute, what happened to that, that idea, you know? So I, I totally took a left turn and that like, you know, having that conversation with your parents, like, yeah, I'm not going to go to law school. Yeah. I'm going to go be a model. I was like, what? 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, if you're doing Abercrombie and Ralph Lauren, then uh, at least it looks like it's starting out well. I can see uh, as a parent going, okay, that's two. That doesn't mean your whole life's going to be modeling. It may end tomorrow. That may have been all you're ever going to do. But yeah, but you know, thankfully, it's you know, fast forward. Here we are, and I'm, I'm still doing it. But you know, that it's it's so funny to you know how having kids now too, and talking to them about like opportunities and how you make opportunities for yourself. And yeah, being in the right place at the right time, kind of thing. I mean, a lot of it's luck. But a lot of it also is just, you know, going with, if, if an opportunity comes, if you don't try it, if you don't see, if you don't, you know, pursue it, then how would you ever know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I always think, you know, back like, hmm, what would my life have been? Like, if I just was like, nope, I'm going to Washington. So, I don't know. Did you graduate? Yeah, of course. I don't know. I mean, some people will start off and then they start making this money and they're like, all right, I'll come back to it eventually. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even a question. That wasn't yeah. even a question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, just being, I, I, that whole time period of being down there in Washington was like, you know, intoxicating to me. It was very like, you know, just exciting. And you meet the president? Yeah. So I, I interned um, w with Bill Clinton. Okay. And um, I was in, I was in the office. I mean, I was I was there. You meet Monica. Uh, she was the semester after me. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> but I will tell you that I don't know what it's like now or what it was like. But when we were there, we definitely had freedoms to like move around, and we, as you know, having a badge and. You know, if there was some sort of press meeting or something to do, if there was an empty seat, they would pull interns to fill the seat. That's cool. So if band was like, you know, filming every briefing that they had, they would pull an intern in. So I would be sitting behind like Tipper Gore and Al Gore and like they're in a meeting. And so I mean, I'm, here I am just sitting here like, what am I doing here? Like, how is this even? And after every briefing, like Bill Clinton would come up and shake everybody's hand. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I could see how this could happen. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, is he is, I've heard a couple of people say that who've met him, so he's just like, when he shakes your hand and talks to you, he makes you feel like there's nobody else in the room. The only one there. The most important person he's ever sure. talked to. Yeah, and he's tall, he's probably like 6'3". Uh, yeah, he's, he's a big guy. And yeah, for sure, you're like, you know, that's, that's the man right there. And he was, he was, yeah, he was very charming. Very cool guy. Yeah. That's good to hear. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you feel you, so you filled out your whole, how long, how long was that? Just one semester? Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Still pretty cool. Damn. I've never even been outside the gates of the white house, much less inside it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's so, you know, again, like looking back, it's like, wow, how, how did I even get to this, you know, this to happen? You know, it was, it was really one of those kind of like amazing, you know, you're walking into work and you're walking into the old executive office building, you know, it's, it's kind of wild, but yeah. Yeah. So. So when you started modeling, so after that, so you, you get scouted, you start modeling, did you do like, did the agency have you do a test shoot and all that stuff first, like an official test shoot for them? Or was it just like, hey, let's take some quick Polaroids of you and then you end up with in front of Bruce Weber? Yeah, more like that. I mean, I did, I did test, but, um, you know, maybe once or twice did like a couple of like quick stuff because they wanted to like push it out to, you know, Carlson and partners and those kind of like. You didn't have a book? Uh, I mean, I have like four pictures. Yeah. Right. I, 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 <laughs> no, I didn't. But you know, like, that's what like, I, I always tell like, people who want to get in the business too. It's back then it was so much more about being in the room, like you had to go meet everybody. Oh, yeah. You just, you know, have an email with like, oh, in introducing blah, 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 and this person and, and it's so just, you know, one dimensional, there's no, you know, feeling of like, you know, this person and how they move and how, you know, so Back then it was like so much more, there was so much uh, more to, 
um, you know, getting in the door kind of thing. Yeah. And if you could, then, you know, yeah. I still think that's a big part of this business though, is your relationship with people and meeting people because I've only had, I've had a few jobs where they found me on the internet and booked me without meeting me, but it's rare. Most of the time, if I'm booking, at least if I'm booking a decent sized job, it's because some, I've either met the client at some point or somebody who knows me well has recommended me to the client. Right. You know, it's very rarely yeah. am I getting these just out of the blue, I've never met you kind of shoots happening. I think, you know, like recommendations and, you know, stuff like that is so important. Um, and that's how you stay in the business too. I think, you know, those relationships, there's the, the, the foundation of everything and like how, how it works. Um, you know, so just continuing forward in the business, if you have a relationship from your first shoot, continue to the next shoot. There's, there should never be a time when I just work for this one client once and that was it. Yeah. It's always like, okay, so when is the next shoot? Like when is the next, you know, thing we're right. doing? Um, and that's kind of how you build a career really. So yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. So when you were first starting out, how many, did you, were you moving all over the place? Or, I mean, were you in New York, then down in Miami, then did you head over to Italy or any of that kind of stuff? Were you moving yeah, around? I did, I did, but I never stayed. I never, I never stayed in Milan. I never stayed in Miami necessarily. I think I probably went down for a month once, um, but then like kind of went back and forth, you know, um, back when I was starting too, like Miami was like, you know, there was always shoots happening. So if I was down for a job, then I would like piggyback onto another job and like, you know, there's clients that are here, so let's go see them. And then you go home and then you come back, you know, that kind of thing. But I never went down for like a season kind of thing, no. Right. Um, and Milan, like I, <laughs> I went there, you know, a couple times and it, it, it was, it was rough. It yeah. was, <laughs> it was rough. I don't know. It was just, you know, the running around and like, you know, just, it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, I've heard Milan can be rough from some people. Yeah. It's kind of a, just a different, well, you know, going back to when I was, I was there, it was like, you know a different way of doing business too. And it was, it was so like fashion and, you know, like it was just, I don't know, it was just different, um, which was awesome. It was so cool to be around that. And like, you know, these super high end, you know, suit companies and stuff that, you know, you're just like, wow, it's, you know, stuff you've never even heard of, you know, that's like, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like this was, you were just meant to do this. I mean, if it just popped up the way it did and you started working the way you did, I mean, it's, this was your thing, man. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if, if that, but like I, 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 in high school even, like I, I did, you know, theater and like I was involved in stuff like that, but I never even knew that this was even a job. I didn't, you know, it was, wasn't even like on my radar. Um, but, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, like things happen for a reason a lot of times. So, you know, moving, you know, year to year to year, it's like, it's like, it's, it's interesting to see how, you know, the trajectory of, of my career has kind of gone too, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> how has it, how has your career changed over the years as you've gotten older and been in the business longer? I mean, have you, noticed any major differences in what you're shooting or how things are being shot or any of that kind of stuff? Oh yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, just, just me in general, um, you know, I'm not 20 years old. So what am I selling? You know, what am I right for? What am I, you know, where do I fit into, to that? Um, you know, selling Abercrombie shorts is different than selling Rolex watches or something like that. You know, it's like a different person. It's a different client, um, you know, like resorts and stuff like that. It's just, it's a different way to, to, you know, be in the business and, and a different side to the business as well. So um, I think, you know, just the way the business operates too is so different. The way agencies operate is so different. Like to be, involved so heavily in the industry for as long as I have 
to see how an, an agency operates and to see how um, just, you know, from, from shooting film to shooting digital to, you know, not shooting Polaroids or any, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's just that all has changed and how the change in the market also has changed in that there used to be in America alone, there was probably 20 huge department stores. They no longer exist. Yeah. You know, so back when I was shooting, say, Father's Day, I did like a countrywide tour for Father's Day for all these different, every department store had to shoot Father's Day. You know, so I would have like a little baby here in Seattle and then I was in, you know, Houston for this one. And then, you know, like you would just kind of like do that whole tour thing, um, which doesn't exist anymore. So, yeah. Have yeah. you noticed a change in the number of shots you're having to do a day? Oh, yeah. Digital sure. kicked in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like the thing is too, is like, is having, um, like going back to what we were talking about with like Bruce or, you know, the way people shoot too is so different. And I think you were talking to Greg about this as well, is that, is that um, the shot count definitely goes up because you're shooting digital and you can see it and you have that like flow yeah. and you know what you're getting. Um, but shooting film, you're like, you're more artistic about it, I think. And you're, you're really spending the time to like, you know, get in the shot and feel the shot and be a part of the shot. Um, so that takes time. I mean, that whole process takes a lot of time. So. Yeah. I prefer those when I can take time and I'm not shooting 30 shots in a day. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, it, and it's also like, are you shooting campaign imagery or are you shooting .com? I mean, that's yeah. a total beast, you know, it's like different things. Um, and I think, you know, you try and do whatever you can do on a white seamless, but if you're out on a, a yacht somewhere in the Caribbean, that's a totally different shot, you know? Oh so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. And the creativity is way, is there a lot more, I think when I'm out on a yacht. <laughs> shooting yeah. Or just like at a farm somewhere yeah. or you know, like whatever you're doing, you know, I think it just, it just adds so much to a shot, you know, no matter what you're selling. So yeah, well, I agree. I'd like to talk more clients into it, but budgets, you know. I know. It's got a budget. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely it's de especially now too. It's like everything is kind of like, you know, pinched back and you know, it's it's changed. Um for sure, but you still have to create something. I mean, I think the yeah. content amount that they have to do now because of social media has also changed too. So if you have to have every other day posting, you know, some shot of somebody wearing your clothes, you have to have a lot of content. You can't oh, yeah. just fix campaign shots. You know, you have to really have a lot of it. So that's what I think um, Greg, Everett Bean and Kirsten, Eddie Bauer, both saying, I think they said they had enough extra images to last them for most of the shutdown of the country. Yeah. But then it got to a point where they're like, we're starting to run out of images we have to start shooting new stuff. We can't just yeah. re, you know, picking different shots from what we shot, you know, for last year. Yeah, and I think, you know, just seasonally, it has to change, right? Like yeah. you can't have the same shirt from, from fall. I mean, you can't, like it doesn't continue. Um, but like that hero shot that you want on the cover of the catalog, you know, you could pull from, you know, it's a puffer jacket, you can make it work. Um, but yeah, I mean, you still have to keep going, so. And it was interesting to listen to how each company is kind of doing it their own way and figuring out. And some are super tight on the whole restrictions and COVID and blah, blah, blah. And then others are like, um, yeah, just get here. We're good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think it comes down a lot to which companies have lawyers. Right. Possibly, <laughs> you know, that they have their lawyers there and the lawyers like, no, you can't do that. Cause I know who was, it was old Navy. I was up for a shoot they wanted to shoot it in New Orleans and it was back in April, I think April or May. And the lawyers were like, I wasn't, they weren't going to allow me to shoot it because I wasn't local to New Orleans or within an hour of New Orleans or something like that, because I was going to have to fly in or drive in. They're like, mm -mm, just coming really? too far away. Can't have it. Yeah. So that, I guess it was probably April. 
Yeah, because they yeah. were really hitting it hard. And they're like, yeah, nobody from outside this area can shoot. Can shoot. Yeah. You got to get all local models yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, being, being where we are too, I mean, having New York here yeah. is almost, you know, if, if we're going to have to be stuck, that's kind of an end work. That's kind yeah. of a good have you know in your back door so there's there's definitely stuff going on so it was it was able you know able to make things work i i did a commercial shoot um and i had to get tested um and then i had to get tested again the day of the shoot and then had like a medic on set and then and i had like a fake family with i had like a wife and two kids and and we were you know doing christmas and it was like, you know, just being around people and the hair and makeup had like shields and masks. And yeah. <laughs> like, it was like the surface of the moon, we were like. <laughs> and then as soon as like cameras are going to go, they're like, the snow's going. And they're like, ready, action. We like take everything off and then da, 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 like everything's great. And then once it's cut, we're like back on, shut it down, you know, yeah. don't talk. It was really crazy. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. I've had the whole range from nobody wearing a mask to, you know, being tested. Everybody's got to wear it, all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, Are you doing a lot of motion, like videos work. Yeah, have you been? Yes, um, I mean, I've always been like commercials and and acting as well, yeah. um, and I, I I think that like in order to always be working in the business, you have to kind of do everything that comes your way. And now video is such a big component of everything and um, being able to, to move through a shot as opposed to a static shot um, is definitely important for sure. Do you prefer one, one over the other? Um, I, not really. I mean, I, I, I love doing both, but I do feel like the, the video side of it is definitely more involved and definitely more, you know, thinking and, and processing and, and really, you know, the, the whole involvement of everybody is a lot, a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that makes it exciting. Um, you know, like I was saying with that commercial, it was for Kohl's and it was, you know, a whole, the houses, the, the lighting and the pro and just the amount of people that it takes in order to make, you know, a 30 second spot is so crazy to me always still still to this day i'm like it's amazing how how much it takes just to make and like people just zip through them you know <laughs> like oh, yeah yeah <laughs> like you have no idea how much time and money that took and you just didn't even watch it you right know, you fast forwarded through it yeah yeah exactly exactly uh, yeah i completely get that yeah how do you how do you I keep love, working i love the, the video side but also on the print side there has to be some sort of acting to that as well. There has to yeah. be, you're playing a part, you know, like whatever, whatever it is you're doing, you're, you're playing that part. You have to be part of it. So that really helps a lot. I think on the still side, if you have that kind of mentality and if you're good at the acting thing, cause a lot of times I'll tell them, I was like, Hey, this is kind of the scenario or, you know, this is what we're looking for. And the ones who want to be actors, or have been are always better at it you know it makes life a lot easier yeah sure. yeah i think you know i think the guy in like a three-piece suit is a different guy than that's in like a you know a lumber you know jacket or something. Yeah. you know what i mean like it's yeah. a totally different different thing you're selling jeans or you're selling suits or you're selling you know that's a different guy all throughout so you know which one am i going to be today <laughs> you may never know which so, is good to have that mentality that you can do that. Cause I think some people just show up on set and go, all right, what am I doing? And they're going to do the same thing no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the same poses, same facial expressions, no yeah. matter what. And everything stays exactly the same. Yeah. What are you doing on downtime? Cause there's lots of downtime on sets. What do you. On set? Yeah. Do you just, just run around and talk to people? Do you read yeah. books? I mean. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's not very often that I walk into a set and don't know anybody. Yeah. So it's always kind of like a little reunion, you know, like, Oh, I haven't seen you in so long or, you know, the model I, I haven't worked with in a while or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, that's always cool to me. I mean, that's how, 
again, like you just continue in this, in this career, if you just go there and you sit there and you're like, you know, on your phone. Yeah. You're not getting booked. Again. Nothing, you know, there's nothing, no, not, no camaraderie in the process of what you're doing. Um, and I think, you know, hair and makeup artists or some of like my best friends on set for sure. You know, the stylist, the photographer, everybody, like I always, always love, you know, being around those people for sure. Do they teach you any of that at the agency? Like, Hey, when you go on set today, you need to be friendly and talk to some people and try and get to know whether it's the art director, creative director, the photographer, whoever, do they tell you that? Cause there's sometimes where models show up and they don't <laughs> say a word. They just show up and say, hi, I'm, I'm here for the shoot. And then they act like, I mean, they don't talk and you just kind of like your stomach. You're like, Ugh, what do I yeah. Do? And you're like, Oh my God, here we go. And then you have one over here that did it and everybody's talking to that model and that model's talking to everybody else. And you go, okay, love this one. This model is going to be back with us next time we shoot, you know, and this, and then this other one's very quiet and you're like, eh, we'll probably find somebody different. Yeah. I don't know if it's taught. I mean, it's personalities too, you know, I mean, yeah. certain people come in and, you know, and they're just, you know, they may be beautiful, but, they are just wallflowers that you know just don't even know why they're there kind of thing you know so and i see it too with like kids when you're working with kids there's some kids that were like made to do this they were born to like be there and like they're on oh and yeah there's other kids you're like oh my god like what am i gonna do with this one I mean, it's crazy. I, I was recently, I, I was shooting this, this job and it was like a three-year-old and the mom was there and the kid was on the, on the iPad and to the point from walking in the door through hair and makeup, sitting, waiting for the shot and then we're ready to go. And the mom's like, okay, let me take the iPad. That kid didn't even know where he was, like no idea like where he was or what he could have been at the doctor's office and didn't know. So he gets, and, and they like hand him to me and I'm like, oh, he, he's like, what? And he started freaking out. He's like, what am I doing? Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had him where the mom's been over there and like, if you do it, we'll go to Toys R Us. If you don't do it, oh. we're not going. We're not going to, do you want to go to Toys R Us? And the kids, like after the 10th time, the kid knows they're going to Toys R Us. Yeah. And I've luckily on those, I've had some really good creative directors or art directors who were on set and they literally will come over and go, you know what? You can go home. Oh, geez. we got another one coming in yeah. in a few minutes that will shoot this in place of you. Or I've had one where we we're on a boat shooting and the little girl didn't want to shoot with the little boy and yeah. the art director producer, she came over and was like, come here, honey. So she took the little girl off to the side. She's like, do you want to be in these pictures? So yeah. All right. Well then you're going to go hold his hand and you're going to be in the picture beside him or else I'm going to send you home. Which one do you want to do? And the uh, girl was just like, okay. And she went over and all of a sudden totally different kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you couldn't well, tell that she was scared of being or didn't want to be near that boy anymore. All of a sudden yeah. it was all good. <laughs> they know how to work it for sure. But then you have others like, you're just like, Oh my God, the energy and they're on. They know yeah. what it is. They know what, you know, it's like, it's so good. Those kids amaze me one like father's day one where i was i mean literally a six month old but there was triplets so oh. they hired the triplets so that when the first one got tired and started getting or needed a diaper changed or whatever they just put another one in <laughs> so i was like ah. not a fresh one <laughs> <laughs> well that's good yeah oh my god damn hey so tell me where's what's been like one of the favorite places you've shot uh i mean favorite shoot yeah there's so many so many cool spots um i would have to say dubai was pretty amazing um shooting there was pretty like just overwhelming the location was just stunning you know alone like just being there who was that for so um that was with a photographer steve boudet and uh we shot for a resort there Oh, like nice. all the way from here to there. To shoot the <laughs> right. I know it was crazy. Um, but then uh, a day, the day after we did that shoot, we did like an editorial shoot and he wanted to do like a men's story um, out in the sand dunes and doing all that, like with camels. Oh, and, wow. Like, huge sand dunes. And then they had these like 
trucks that would go over the sand dune. So he wanted me like come like, you know, like Indiana Jones, like coming down the sand dune with a truck, this guy driving a truck, like sand flying everywhere. And me like running down. I was, it was insane. Yeah. Once in a lifetime for sure. It yeah. was really cool. Um, that and Cape cool Town, Cape Town too, which Where? was awesome. Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's on yeah. my list of places to go South Africa. Oh my God. It was, it was amazing. Just such a cool city vibe, but like the ocean is there and we did a whole safari thing. Um, shoot. It was for an Italian company. So, I mean, they knew how to do it for sure. It was, it was pretty cool. I was there for like 10 days and Damn. yeah, it was a good nice. long flight. <laughs> oh yeah. How long is that flight? That's the thing is I'm really is keeping me from doing it is the flight. Well, there, I don't know what there is now, but there was a direct flight on South African Airlines, um, double decker, huge plane um, from Atlanta direct. Oh, wow. And how long was that? I don't even remember. It was long. It was like 18 long. hours. <laughs> yeah, it was long. <laughs> it was a day yeah. for sure. God. Yeah. So where do you um, vacation? If you've been everywhere, where do you go on vacation? Um. I mean, I, we love like beach vacations. Yeah. Um, we have family out in California um, as well, up in San Francisco. So like okay. Tahoe and, and that kind of stuff. And this summer, actually, we had our, we had a whole itinerary trip planned uh, to do the coast of Italy. Um, so go up from Naples and, you know, oh, that, yeah. yeah, Cinque Terre and all that. But it got canceled. Yeah. So, My daughter yeah. was supposed to do a study abroad in uh, Rome for the yeah. summer or half the summer yeah and it got it got canceled yeah and then we're yeah. we're planning on going to greece my youngest graduates from high school in june and we were planning on going to greece this summer for that but i don't know if they're gonna let us in or not yeah. i haven't booked a flight yet i'm thinking maybe i go ahead and book the flights and then we'll see what happens yeah the airlines have been well, back then, when I was trying to get like refunded for them, they were not having it because they had so much going on for like April, May. They didn't want to hear from me about August, you know. They were oh, like, yeah. Yeah. But eventually, I ended up getting refunded for it all. But um, and the Airbnbs and, the, you know, all that stuff were, were super accommodating. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, come next summer, we'll be able to be normal again with the uh, vaccine. So. Yeah, because I'm ready to go somewhere and do something. Yeah, I know. Did I would it with that travel's going to be like pretty crazy then, though, because people are so like pent up to. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I'm a little worried about. It's like going on vacation, everybody's there because they're all tired of being at home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you book that flight with cash or points? Um, so I had a, a voucher, was half of it, and then cash as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because we were going to book What's that? Oh, I was going to book the Greece thing. We have enough points. I was just going to book all four of us on points. I'm a little worried that they're going to be like, no, we're not giving you your points back. Well, I think they would. I think yeah. they would, but I'm probably, I'm going to call and check on that. Yeah. Before. I, yeah, I had a, a job where, you know, because I'm flying all the time that, you know, sometimes they'll offer like a voucher if you can, you know, take the next flight or whatever. Yeah. And I had a job that, um, we were in Traverse City, Michigan, like the Upper Peninsula, and uh, there was like one flight back, you know, and the whole crew, everybody's there waiting, and it's this tiny little airport, and they needed to get this plane out, I guess, and it was full. Yeah. So they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, put you up, and we'll give a voucher and blah blah blah, and they said the voucher is gonna be for two thousand dollars, and I heard that, I was like, did she just say two thousand dollars? <laughs> I like ran, I like knocked over some little kid. <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah. So yeah, I got a two thousand dollar voucher, and they put me up for the night, and then you know. Then yeah, I take that too. Yeah. Every time I've had an opportunity to take a voucher, I've literally been on a flight where I had to take that flight to get to where I was going that I couldn't take it. Yeah. Because yeah. there was usually it starts at like five hundred or six, you know, something like that, and you're like, oh, maybe. Yeah. 2000, I was like, <laughs> yeah, 2000, I'd been on it. I saw something the other day. My wife sent it to me. Said that really they have to pay you cash if they 
bump you off a flight. Maybe it's if you get bumped and you don't volunteer. So I guess if you get bumped off, they can go, sorry, yeah. but here's your voucher for a thousand dollars. You go, no, 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 I want my cash. Oh. And they have to pay you cash and put you on another flight. But I think that's if they actually push you off the flight and like, Hey, yeah, sorry, yeah. you're not, I know we had you booked, but you're not going to be on this flight. I'll take the next yeah. one. Yeah. Nobody offered me cash, but no, <laughs> so I'd take a $2,000 voucher in a heartbeat. I know. I know that was, that paid for like half of Italy, which was you know, yeah, worth it for sure. For sure, man. Yeah. So being a male model is, have you been, cause I've taught, I know a ton of, female models and male models, but we, the male models and I never talk about it, but I've heard it from female models about harassment and all that kind of crap that they get or like Brooke um, Hall, we were talking and she said that when she first started, she would, the agency would send them to go to dinners and have like limos come and pick the girls up and send them to dinners with all these like 40, 50 year old fat rich dudes you know <laughs> or send them to parties with yeah. these guys and okay. she's like one of them like they were auditioning for something and in the audition they kept going so what's your bra size do you like to party do you are you into you know are you comfortable in a bikini and she was like none of this makes any sense to me so she yeah. was like i don't party i go to church every you know every day or whatever and said her friends went over and it ended up not being a shoot it was for some rich prince dude, Saudi dude or something, and they weren't allowed to leave the place. And then the girls ended up having to call their boyfriend and all this stuff. So I know if guys, I've heard like maybe one or two dudes experiencing something where there's some kind of harassment, but have you ever, is it something you hear about a lot with, with the other male models? Not, not really. I think on the guy's side, it's, it's, it's definitely different. I mean, everything about the business is different on the yeah. guys you know, the girls start out so young, a lot of them, um, and they're, you know, naive and just like, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I feel terrible. I feel terrible that that's the way the business definitely was years ago. I don't know if now it's, it's so like that. I mean, I'm sure there is princes out there. Better. Girls, yeah. come, you know, I mean, I'm sure, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different on the, on the men's side. I think the only, the only thing I will say is like, if there's like sexual advances from, you know, photographers or something like that, but you know, that's, you know. Yeah. Well, I figured, I mean, I was on a shoot, the art director, male art director, sexually harassed the male models to the point where they all complained to their agency. I didn't know what was going on. I knew yeah. it came, I knew he was messing with my makeup artist because my makeup artist, he came to me and was like, dude, you got to get this guy off me. Really? And he was like, he said, I can't take it anymore. And so, yeah. but then I heard after the shoot, the male models, and he was, I mean, the art director was a complete piece of shit, basically. I mean, yeah. he said stuff that, I mean, I couldn't say anything without him making a comment and turn it into something sexual, no matter <laughs> what it was. So, I mean, I could literally go, that's going to be a, that's, you know, that's going to be hard to get that shot because of the way, whatever. And you go, Oh, hard, huh? So my assistants and I were all talking and one of my, my good friend, Robert, who was assisting me on that one, he was like, I got the idea, man. I know it's going to work. I was like, all right, what? He said, every, have you noticed that anytime you say something about a woman, he goes, Oh, and he uh doesn't like it said, so now every time he says, so if you go, oh, that's hard, he's like, hard, yeah, you go, oh, yeah, you know, like when you're with your girlfriend and then you just hit him back with everything he's hitting you with, literally three times of doing that, he stopped. He quit doing it to, to me and my guys immediately because I think, he couldn't I think take you just, it. You know, you know, if it happens once, you know, twice, I mean, you just have to like say like, all right, that's funny, or just, you know, just kind of move along yeah. and not, you know, give it air pretty much yeah then i think it's clear you know but you know i found it a lot of times like because well when i was younger and had long hair i got hit on a lot by guys and it turned out that it would stop almost immediately if i would just say my girlfriend or thanks man i really appreciate it but i'm straight yeah you know, all yeah. of a sudden they yeah. just left me alone yeah yeah there was no trying to convert me <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of it too is that, is that as a model too, you have to be, you know, good looking at yeah. some, some level, like there yeah. has to be something, right? So, I mean, you have to anticipate that, you know, eventually something like that is going to happen. I think for girls, it's definitely a, a different ball game. Um, yeah. and, and they have a, a, you know, harder time to, to have to deal with that for sure. I mean, just going like for a test shoot with some like random photographer or whatever out to like wherever, I mean, they have to be worried about it. At least a guy, like you could, you know, feel like, well, at least I could fend for myself. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so I think it's a little different. So I'm assuming you hit the parties and all that kind of stuff, either after rap parties, you know, that kind of thing. Has there yeah. ever been anybody there that at one of these parties you've been impressed with, say, I don't know who, say Tommy Hilfiger or Ralph Lauren or somebody that's at a party or maybe some movie star or yeah. celebrity that you had a different view of like this, this person's kind of a jerky kind of person or stuck up or whatever. And then you met him and you thought, God, totally different person from what I thought they were going to be. Um, not really. I mean, I, I've, I've worked with like, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, you know, yeah. any of these like, and I, I've always been so impressed. I mean, they, ha they have to be good business people. And it's somebody, it, it, you have to, you know, admire what they built from the ground up. Yeah. You know, Ralph Lauren made an empire, made Americana what it is. Um, and just being around that and just being able to be in the room and, um, you know, go to the, the mansion um, and, and be able to like, you know, be around that and, and just, you know, the everything about how it's, it is from the M&Ms on the table to the, you know, the walls, the wood and the mahogany and everything. Like, it's just building an empire of, yeah. of, of an image. Um, so I've always been so like, just impressed by the business part of it. I mean, personally, I, I've never, you know, walked away from it. Like, oh, that guy was a jerk or right. not really. No, I mean, no, and I, I, I think, I think, you know, people in in the business who are successful, going back to like what we were talking about before, in that when you're successful, you don't have to prove anything. Yeah, they know what they're doing. So you being there and like you being invited into the room is just that's enough for me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think I it's yeah. I agree, and it's for me. Anytime I've met anybody, especially for shooting or it can be around you hear like from their handlers or whoever up front, Hey, don't do this or don't do this. Or you're not, you can't shoot this. And then the person comes in and you're like, well, I wanted to shoot this, but you know, I was told we couldn't do it. And they're like, what? Yeah, we can shoot that. That's fine. Or there's a completely different person than what you thought they were going to be based on the people who came in ahead of time and told you how, you know, what needed to be done or how it could be done or how much time you had to shoot kind of a thing. Cause I've definitely had somebody that come in and you have like five minutes to shoot and they get there and go, no nah, man, whatever. We'll stay here as long as we need to get the shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the PR people that are, are usually the, the ones you want to kind of steer away from. But yeah. um, I've always like, I've always felt too that like just being in this business makes you're always onto a different group of people and a different dynamic. And, you know, from, from up here to down here to over here to over there, it's a, everything. It's so being able to like, read a room is a very good um, attribute to have. Like being able to like walk into a room and kind of feel like what the dynamic is yeah. and you know, who's the alpha and who's the, you know, that kind of a thing. Yep. Um, I think you, that's a skill. I mean, that's something that you learn, um, you know, and I've always felt like even like being around like celebrities or something like that, where you're like, you know, God, I've, I've seen this person, you know, so many times, so many movies or so many, you know, I admire them and you just hope that they live up to, you know, what your yeah. thoughts about them. So, yeah. Which can be tough sometimes depending on who they are and how big you've built them up in your head. Yeah. Also. Yeah. All right, man, we're hitting up on an hour here. So I'm going to ask you the last question. What's the strangest, most interesting thing that's ever happened to you since you've gotten into this whole business of modeling? Um, I don't know. I would have to say there, there's a funny story in this that 
one time when I was when I was shooting with Bruce and that whole crew, um, they had an idea for a shot where we were jumping from a second story balcony of a house. And of course, me being me, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, let's do that. That's a great idea. <laughs> I never, you know, I'm not a gymnast. I'm not like, you know, whatever. But we had like, there was like a mattress to jump on. And then the entire crew of like probably 60 people. And I get up there and they're like, okay, we're ready. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? <laughs> So I jumped and I, I missed the mattress. Like I didn't oh. make it all the way to the mattress. So I like healed right into the ground. <laughs> yep. And for the rest of the shoot, I was walking like this. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Was crazy. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't break something. So at least. <laughs> I know. Yeah, stop, drop and roll. But I, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like looking back now too, it's like, what was I thinking? But I was like, hey, they said that, you know, it'd how be a great job. Let's do it. Let's do it. So. And how old were you? Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like 20, <laughs> <21. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that age, like, yeah, I can do it. I mean, uh, I can do but that's, a, that's kind of the thing too. Like, you know, as, as a model, like, you know, you're in situations sometimes and people are like, oh, can you, can you scuba dive? Can you ride a horse? Can you do this? Can, yeah, it's always yes. You oh, always. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I knew a guy who he was telling me he was up for a job and they asked him if he could play golf. Yeah. And he said, absolutely, I can play golf. Never played yeah. golf in his life. So he hired a golf pro to work with him for two weeks before the shoot. And so yeah. he paid this dude. He was going there almost every day, working and working and working. Got to the shoot. And he was like, had his clubs. He was just like, I want to shoot this first. I want to shoot this first. You know, just he was so nervous about it. Well, they waited till the end of the day. And literally, all he had to do was take the clubs and put them into the trunk of a car. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, they wanted to know if he knew how to play golf. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. want to be authentic when you yeah. do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to put them in authentically, not just like somebody yeah. who doesn't know what they're doing. Just dump them in. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, like dude, thank you so much yeah. for, um, for being on here. Everybody watching, listening, uh, like it, thumbs up it, comment, subscribe to it, and keep on listening, and I'll keep on doing this thing. Thank you, guys. All right.